Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Did you know that we are facing a pretty severe shortage of lifeguards, not just in Alberta, but across the country. But uh, taking a look at how things are in the province of Alberta, there are some estimates uh, we could be down 600 lifeguards. That's according to the Life Saving Society of Alberta and the Northwest Territory. So what's the fallout from that? Well, it's a couple of different things. A number of um, municipalities, specifically Calgary and Edmonton, I've seen the stories on saying, you know what, we're going to have to possibly restrict hours at some leisure centers because we just... You know, it's the same thing we've heard in so many industries, right? We just don't have the staff to operate full speed like we usually do. So the other thing that might happen is, you know, lifeguards are also the same people that teach swimming lessons in a lot of cases, not all the time, but sometimes. And so it can be really hard to find swimming lessons for the kids this summer. I don't know how big of a deal that's been, but uh, sounds like it's a problem in some of the cities right across the country, including here in Alberta. So let's find out what's going on and if it can be fixed. We're going to chat now with Barbara Byers, who is the Public Education Director at the Life Saving Society of Canada. Barbara, thank you for your time. I appreciate you joining us. You're very welcome, Shane. Nice to speak with you. So what happened? Where where are Canada's lifeguards? Well, as you pointed out very accurately, Shay, there's a lot, there's a labor shortage in many industries. Uh, We all know that, you know, at at retail, at food service, at the airport, getting a passport, everything. Uh, Lifeguard shortage, instructor shortage is also uh, very real in in Canada, across the country, North America, and some of my colleagues say in Europe as well. Really? So it all, it kind of started back in March of 2020 when um, we were all told to stay home if we could and things shut down all over. So a lot of lifeguards who worked at pools and swim instructors lost their job. And they have moved on and found a new career path and are doing other things. And, you know, they're in essence gone. They've moved on. Uh, many others with municipalities, say City of Edmonton as an example, they were many of them were redeployed to do other things, uh, contact tracing, public health, uh, vaccine clinics, cutting grass, working at arenas, etc. So um, as we all know, pools opened somewhat over the last two years, um, but limited hours, yes. not full on like it used to be. So the same complement of staff that were there, say, in 2019 or early 20, were not required. So now it's the spring of 2022, and it's like, okay, we're, we're back. Let's go. Let's fill up. Let's, you know, it's go time. Let's get the lifeguards and instructors um, and all the pools. Well, um, where are they? Well, many of them have moved on, and um, others who who could work and wanted to work, they had to take a recertification class yeah. for that a day. That's how does that work? Like, how long do you have? To, how often do you have to get recertified? What's that? What's that about? 
A good question. Every two years. Okay. So, um, so to be a lifeguard, as you can imagine, you um, you have to be a good swimmer. You take swimming lessons, and your parents used to pay for that. And then you take pre-lifeguarding courses, say bronze medallion, bronze cross, when you're like 12 and 13 or 13, 14. And then when you're 15, you can be a lifeguard. So what also happened is during two years, no one was taking swimming lessons. No one was taking the bronze medallion, bronze crosses. So that whole pipeline, you know, for lack of a better word, was empty. So we don't didn't have any new ones to start taking their lifeguarding courses this spring. Um, and those who had been lifeguards, most of them had to recertify, and a lot of them did. But again, they had to do something. They had to yeah. sign up for a clinic. They had to spend some time. They had to spend some money. So it's been a real scramble, a real crunch to try and fill all the spots for this summer. So that's the short-term problem. You know, get the pools open, get the lifeguards working, and hopefully get some instruction. Um, And then there's a medium and longer-term problem. So if we get through this summer, you know, that's only part of it. Then we have to fill that pipeline. We have to get all those kids back in swimming lessons, back in their pre-lifeguarding courses and taking their national lifeguard. And as the case in Alberta, like every other province, um, instruction is less than it was. Some classes are canceled. So even all those kids who want to take their lessons can't. So it's not a quick fix. And it's not enough that you can put up a sign and say lifeguards wanted and you know, interview them all and say, here's your job. They have to have had all the certifications. They have to, you know, demonstrate that they're current. So um, so there's all of that happening. The other thing that's happened, uh, Shay, is that like any time when you stop something, like stop having a job as a lifeguard, and you can come back, you start to look at it maybe with fresh eyes. Oh, so I'm earning, you know, $15.52 an hour versus minimum wage of $15. So, that's the reality that the the salary for these highly trained lifeguards and instructors has not kept pace with the the minimum wage. So the difference isn't that great. And so it's challenging to get them to come back when uh, they could take another job that maybe they get a you know a discount sure. on clothes or maybe they get a, some tips. So that needs to change as well. Um, it's really, I've, the Life Saving Society feels it's very, very strongly that we need to recognize the training, the skills, the maturity, the judgment, the experience, and the cost and time that is expended to be a lifeguard. You know, it's interesting you say it's changed, Barbara, because, I mean, you mentioned it, and, like, I know when I was a kid, now this is going back 30 mm-hmm. years, 40 years, um, being a lifeguard was sort of seen as, like, the dream summer job. I didn't yeah. have the maturity or the wisdom that you're talking about needed to do it, so I never did, but I know people who did, and they seemed to get paid really, really well. They were working yeah. for the city. It's a good job. I mean, some of that luster has come off, it sounds like, hey? Well, um, I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but I'm older too. And <laughs> I, when I was a lifeguard and instructor, the salary differential was significant. Yeah. For working minimum wage, yeah. it was a lot, and it was a great job. Yep. And you know, many people look back and say, "Gosh, working as a lifeguard instructor in the summer was the best job of my life. It was an amazing job." So I don't know if the luster or the prestige is less, but I think like any t- like anything, if your your pay doesn't fit with the importance and the um, the stature of the job that, you know, that sort of affects it yep, a bit. So I think it's kind of this whole fresh eyes two years later. It's like, hey, wait a minute. So it's it's a challenge. And, you know, one of the challenges too, uh, Shay, is that, uh, as you mentioned off the top, if there aren't enough lifeguards, then 
pool hours are going to have to be cut in some pools or days. And that's, that's, I mean, it's not a, it's not a safety issue in so much as the pool, there's not a lifeguard, the pool doesn't open, period, right? right? It's not like they could say, oh, come on in and swim. But, um, but that, that has sort of a, a, some social consequences. And I think of, uh, often of those low-income communities where the pool is the summer. That's yep. where kids have their summer, hanging out at the pool. You know, they used to call them pool rats. But um, when I was a lifeguard, those kids just hang out all day. And you may think, oh, I'm just their babysitter. Well, yeah, but what a good place for them to yeah. spend their day. It's safe. It's healthy. They're getting exercise, getting fresh air. So, And those kids don't have backyard pool options or, you know, big trips or often camp options. So I, I worry about that. And uh, so, but I don't, you know, the municipalities are, are working hard. They're trying to find new staff going for retired people and so on. So it's um, it's a challenge, even as we are in the middle of July they're still scrambling and hoping to keep as many positions as possible. Yeah, and you, know, you mentioned that, and I was going to ask, uh, I, I, I've got stories in front of me from both Edmonton and from Calgary where they're saying, mm-hmm. you know what, some of our leisure centres are going to have to scale back hours yeah. and things. Right. because, like, Is that going on right across the country? Is that happening? It you know? is. Really? And it's going to also the United States as well. And in fact, in the U.S., this problem kind of started a year ago because, as we all well know, that the U.S. opened up way before we did in Canada and kind of stayed open. And like in Canada, where we're open and closed and open and closed. So a year ago, they faced this problem and they have not been able to sort of get back to where they need to be. So pools in New York State and New Jersey and um, Texas and and so on, they've had to close the pools and beaches. A lot of those areas have, you know, long, long beaches where lifeguards are working and they don't have the lifeguards at the beaches. So it is definitely a, a concern. And when you when you think of beaches, lifeguards at beaches, People still go swimming there anyway, sure, even if yeah. there isn't a lifeguard. So, um, so that's a safety issue because a big part of what lifeguards do is, of course, they rescue people, but they also do a lot of prevention. So there they are in their tower and they see some little toddlers in the water and the parents are looking the other way or distracted. They alert the parents, bring them over, have them chat, tell them what they need to do, and they go, oh, okay, okay. So they're doing education that way. And if they see a, a weak swimmer venturing out deep, they'll call them in and say, hey, you know, you're, you should be swimming yeah, over here. Yeah, be careful. There. Yeah. And, and, of course, you know, every second counts with the rescue. So when you have lifeguards, the rescue will be faster and quicker and more um, effective than if you called 911 and waited for, for them to come. So it's... Um, it really is. Uh, it's a big problem. And uh, I know, you know, municipalities are doing everything they can. One of the things they're looking at as well is is going to um, recruit a swim team, you know, competitive swim sure. team. Okay, yeah. And of course, you know, really good swimmers, great skills, great strokes. So get them to take their pre-lifeguarding, their lifeguarding courses. Um, and if they've got the maturity and the desire and they're smart enough, they can to learn all their rescue skills and the first aid. Um, and some are offered to pay for that, pay for all the courses, just get them in, get them working. Uh, or they're going to retired people who uh, used to be a lifeguard. Maybe they took another position, became a teacher. Maybe they took time off their kids, try and get them to come back. So it's kind of all hands on deck trying to fill it up. And then, uh, as you said as well, that the consequence to it for kids with instruction, because many kids have not had lessons for two years because... Yeah. Um, uh, they haven't been offered, and so 
are still swimming, and they've gotten out of the habit. So, you know, we need to get those kids back into their lessons, get their skills up to speed, and get them uh, learning to be stronger and stronger swimmers. So a lot of things needed to get back to where we were, and um, unfortunately, it's going to take a bit of time. And you can't, I mean, this isn't uh, the kind of thing where you can say, you know what, let's change the rules a little bit and uh, scrimp a bit on uh, in terms of how many people you're watching or whatever the case may be. I mean, the yeah. rules are in place for, for a reason, and the only option really is to close the facility, right? Right. Um, you know, we are, the Life Saving Society is the standard setter and the certifier, and we wouldn't we would fight that. It's really important to maintain the standards. We just have yeah. to be more creative. And I, I really think the um, the wages have to increase because I think it's really important to to recognize and compensate lifeguards and instructors for the important um, job they have. And, you know, to be a lifeguard, you, you learn critical thinking skills, you learn judgment, you learn decision-making, you learn how to work under pressure, you learn how to work as a group, and, and of course, all the first aid skills you have to um, impart as well. So great training, great uh, skills, and great for, you know, your future uh, education sure. or, or um, our jobs. I sound like I'm doing an infomercial. No, but here, you're but right. It would look really great on a resume. Yeah. Yeah, it's excellent. And uh, I know uh, my kids did this when they applied to university. It's one of the things they put in their application. When you committed to something for a number of years and you've achieved all the steps to get there, it, that's really important. So never mind, you know, what a great, you know, adult life you have if you're a really strong swimmer and uh, have lots of fun and do all sorts of things like, you know, triathlons and scuba diving, all kinds of things where you want to be a, a really strong swimmer as well. So um, I hope this will fast track and get sorted sooner. But um, I like everything in the labor shortage area, it's not a fast or quick fix. No, it's not. You're absolutely right. But Barbara, great information. I really appreciate you joining us today. Thank you. Okay, thanks. It's nice to speak to you. Take yeah, care. You Bye-bye. Bye. That's Barbara Byers. Barbara is the Public Education Director at the Life-Saving Society of Canada.